Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Day seven of the WTA finals in Fort Worth. TC Live on the air presented by SAP. And something we don't often get to say in pro tennis, semifinal Sunday in Fort Worth, not Saturday. This is an eight-day tournament. One semi down, one still to come. In the night session, top of the hour, we will decide our second finalist as the world number one, Igish Fiontek, tries to keep that clean sheet intact, yet to drop a set this week as she takes on hard-hitting Arena Sabalenka, who has already beaten numbers two and three this week. Why not make it number one as well? So glad you're with us on TC Live with the Hall of Famer, Lindsay Davenport, on my left, and via Skype, the other Hall of Famer, Andy Roddick. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, A-Rod. You've been gone last couple days. Tell the people uh, where you've been and, and what you've been doing. Been in Austin, Texas. Brett, Lindsay, I am thrilled to see you. Uh, we did some work for the Andy Roddick Foundation last three days. Uh, put out a tennis program. We had uh, a chat with Jimmy Connors, graced us with his presence, and was awesome. Uh, raised a bunch of money for some kids who needed after-school summer programs. Uh, we now serve uh, 55,000 kids and families in the Central Texas area, all because of the giving nature of tennis. James Blake was there, Kevin Anderson, Brett Doyle, Dean Goldfine. Uh, they rocked it, and we did some good stuff. Bravo, Andy. And for those who want to learn more about the good work that Andy and the folks are doing, andyrodickfoundation.org is the website. He is charitable. He is smart. But we're letting Lindsay do the first highlight from Fort Worth, <laughs> the semifinal earlier today between Caroline Garcia on the quick turnaround after her three-set battle with Kazakina just to make the final four, taking on Maria Sakkari. Yeah, and there were some questions of how would Garcia be energy-wise, both physically and emotionally, Brett, and the answer was just fine. She came into this match so confident from getting through that tough one yesterday. She was ultra-aggressive, and she was just crushing the Sakari serve. We've seen this mindset from Garcia the last six months, and Sakari, she was caught off guard by it. She was hitting balls really short. She wasn't really challenging Garcia with her depth. She wasn't going right at her, and really... Garcia had so much time to play her aggressive style of tennis. Really impressive first set. Ended up with 11 winners to zero from Sakari. Sakari just could not find her offensive game. And early in the second set, more of the same, where Garcia was able to get up an early break. And that gave her so much confidence. Sakari tried. She started to hit a little bit bigger in the second set. But it was almost a little bit too late and for Garcia truly played one of her best matches of the year and one of the biggest ones. Six aces for Garcia who is the tour leader in that category and today unlike last night she had enough energy to fly with Caro after the match was over. She uh, converted four out of five break points. There's the flight and she gets her third top ten of the week. She only had one top ten win all year prior to this tournament. Andy, she had a very emotional match last night against Kazatkina just to get into this Final Four fraught. She was drained. Are you surprised that she was able to come back so quickly and be so energized today? 
No, I mean, you're, you're not dealing with having to rehydrate after being in 100 degree weather, right? Uh, so the emotional toll, I feel like, was almost more than the actual physical toll. So credit to her trainer for getting her ready, getting mentally ready to get back. But Carolyn Garcia is making a habit of really going after and beating people who can't strike first, right? She goes and punches them in the mouth. And you know what the old Mike Tyson saying, everyone has, has a strategy until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> it's It'll be interesting to see who she plays next, Sviatek or Sabalenka. They do have the ability to punch her first. So we'll see what adjustments are going to be need to need to be made for Garcia, uh, regardless of the opponent. But she has made it habitual to attack the first ball and get the upper hand in rallies with people who don't have quite the same fire, firepower as she does since since the summer began. You know, it's been interesting. She had such a great run through the U.S. Open and then got a little bit cold, lost in the opening match of a few tournaments, and she split with her coach right before this tournament. And, and so if you put all of that into context, how well she's played mm -hmm. here is it, truly remarkable. Her, being able to find that confidence, being able to win with a lot of drama circling among her team, certainly. But, you know, she's played her best tennis here. She played one kind of tough match. But other than that, I've loved the way she's played. And when you're always going for your shots, all of a sudden on a big point, you maybe don't get quite as nervous because you're used to just swinging out. And she does that on every single point, on an every big point. You know what's coming. And she was executed it perfectly today. She's already played Shviantek once this week and lost. If it comes to a rematch in the final, could she be in position to turn the tables, you think? Possibly. You always love to get that second chance. I mean, the way Svantec has played so far, I'm not sure anyone is really quite at her level. But you never know if maybe she has a bad match either later today against Sabalenka or, or maybe in the final. But uh, she's going to need, certainly anyone who beats Svantec right now is going to need a little bit of help. That was a 4-3 and three win for Svantec in the round. Robin Moore from Fort Worth in just a minute. But let's move on to Paris, where it was a traditional championship Sunday. Djokovic against Holger Rune in the final. And talk about opposite ends of the experience spectrum. Novak appearing in his 56th Masters 1000 final. Rune in his first in fact, two days ago, he was in his first Masters 1000 quarterfinal, but they are both running hot at the moment. Novak just one loss since Wimbledon. Runa in his fourth straight final. Andy, he's beaten four top tens in a row. Djokovic, that's a tough ask to make it five in a row. Runa's been impressive this week, almost as impressive as you rolling your arms there, Brett. Impressive stuff. Novak gets off to the, a great start here. Looks like he's going to kind of enter cruise control. He's distributing the ball. What he does, serve out right, find the open court. You have to check step because Novak switches directions better than anyone in the history of this game. But Runa is full of confidence. The last month, he has shown the potential that we have seen for a while. Winning points in a variety of ways, moves well, can switch directions, staying in points, not beating himself, which is really, 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 really hard to do against Novak Djokovic. And we'll see in the third set, he starts kind of out Novaking Novak a little bit, playing the corners, finding it, switching directions, doing the sliding. I mean, it's really unbelievable. It almost felt like we were watching a mirror image. Switching directions and then finding the lines. That looked like a Novak Djokovic point. It was just a bit of a role reversal. And we know he can get fired up. I like that platform serve off of two feet. He keeps it pretty simple. Uh, and this was a grind. Closing a match out in front of this crowd against someone the caliber of Novak Djokovic. This guy, this kid, is not scared of a fight. Novak stayed in it till the end. Playing great points like this 
to put the pressure on Runa. It's not as if he got through, got a couple cheap serves, was up 40 love, 40-15. He had to earn this win, and boy, did he ever. What a breakout tournament for Holger Runa. Top 10 in the world now. Hopefully, this is a springboard into next season, but he's just got to be thrilled. You see the emotion on his face right here, entering the top 10, winning Paris Piercy. Had three break points in the match, converted them all. Novak had 12 break points, but Rune saved 10 of those. And the young champion spoke with Prakash when it was over. Novak is one of your favorite players of all time. You said it. But in the speech, the words that came out of his mouth, he said, I lost to the better man today in the bigger moments. What does that mean to you? Yeah, it, it feels amazing to hear that. I mean, to hear it from him is, is even better. I mean, for me, Novak, he, you know, he has 21 Grand Slam. He's one of the greatest of all time. So to be, you know, just a kid and uh, a man, I'm now I'm 19 years old, to beat him, wow, it, it feels amazing. I'm, I'm a little bit speechless, but the respect I have for Novak is, is crazy shoots. And I just, you know, wish him all the best for the, for the rest of the season and next season and next season. And I hope I will play him many more times. And take a look at the road to the title for Runa. Herkoc, Rublev, Alcaraz, Felix, and then Djokovic. Folks, that is the first player in history to beat five top 10 opponents in the same event outside the ATP Finals, where everybody's a top 10 opponent, ever in the ATP, full stop. Start of the year 103, gonna be number 10, as Andy said, when the new rankings come out tomorrow. And Lindsay, let's not forget, he had to save three match points in the first round against Stan Wawrinka, or none of this ever would have happened. Your thoughts on the week he just put together? Yeah, it's remarkable. The beginning of the week, we're talking about the next-gen finals, how he was going to lead the field there. And then all of a sudden, this week was going by, and it was like, hold on a second. He might actually make it to Turin. He'll be the first alternate there. But how quickly things can change. But what, I, it, what impressed me the most, first of all, is how he still had the stamina both emotionally and physically this week after playing so many weeks in a row, all these finals in a row. And then today, he was more clutch in the big moments than Novak. So many of those 30-all and deuce games, it was Rune who was coming through. And nothing epitomizes that more than the final game. He had to save six break points against Novak to win a title like that. How he held his nerve, that was impressive. I'd point to another juncture in that third set, Andy. Novak up 3-1 with a point for 4-1. You'd have bet your house from that moment that Novak's closing that match out. Seldom do we see a guy mentally tougher in the moment than Novak Djokovic. Yeah, Novak doesn't let matches slip very often. That's not something that is on top of mind when you're watching these matches. But credit to Runa. I mean, he fought through murderer's row uh, in, in this tournament. And we talk about the five top ten wins. And, oh, by the way, the other guy that he beat is a first ballot Hall of Famer mm -hmm. and won three Grand Slams. So, I mean, what a week for Holger Runa. But I was impressed in the variety, right, the way he won points. He can take it line off the back end. He can create some shape on the forehand. Found that defensive ball from the forehand side where he was able to find some height and actually get it up on the back end of Novak from time to time, conserved all four corners. Really impressive. Now, as we reset going to next year, the toughest thing in sports, in my opinion, is expectation. And now he has it. Credit to Runa, but it's the beginning of a long road. But, man, this, this was exciting this week. Uh, real quick, in 10 seconds, we've now got two teenagers in the top 100. It just so happens they're now both in the top 10. Alcaraz won, Runa 10. Uh, long term, who would you buy stock in, Andy? 
Yeah, listen, we have a slam in hand at number one in the world in Carlos Alcaraz. Because Runa had a great week doesn't mean that I forgot what Carlos Alcaraz has done this year. So I'll still take Alcaraz, but heck, I'd like to see it turn into a real uh, a real question mark. That would be really fun for the next 10 years or so. You know, we were so worried about what was going to happen after Novak and Rafa and Roger. And, and look at this next generation. I mean, first it was Sinner also at the U.S. Open mm -hmm. and played such a great match against Alcaraz. Now Felix has really come mm -hmm. into his own right now. Obviously, Runa, Alka, it's just amazing right now what they're doing. And the level of tennis and how what they're showcasing on the court is off the charts on the ATP. The sport has a way of regenerating itself, but it seems like in this moment, perhaps more than we've seen in, in quite a while. So a lot more to get to on our Sunday TC Live. We'll get Andy's take on the Ricky Gervais quandary that we introduced yesterday that's sweeping the tennis world. And uh, we will come back with best of the best this week. In fact, two versions, one for Fort Worth, one for Paris, and a lot more than that. Stay with us on TC Live. TC Live is presented by SAP, official technology partner of the WTA. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Back on TC Live, presented by SAP, and back to Fort Worth for the doubles semifinals. And that meant the top seeds, the Czech duo of Krachikova and Sinyakova, taking on Ostapenko and Kitchenok, who backed into the semis last night, despite going one and two in the round robin. Uh, quite a different story with the Czech duo Going 3-0 and in the round robin, and Brett, they got off to a great start, built a good lead, and then had to win a close first set, but then they really took over in the second set, had all the momentum. They do everything well. They both hit off the ground well. They both volley well. They both intercept well. They're the best team in women's tennis right now in the last couple of years. And had Krachikova not tested positive for COVID prior to Roland Garros or right after her first round singles match, they might have had the single season Grand Slam this year. Take a look at their career stats as a team. They're both just 26 years old, but they've accomplished an awful lot. Six Grand Slam titles, Olympic gold, three of the four majors this year. Krachikova has another three major titles in mixed. In, oh, by the way, I believe she won Roland Garros in singles. I was going to say all of that is super impressive. And then keep in mind, both of them are top singles players. Krachikova obviously been into the top two in the world, but also Sinyakova is a very good singles player. They're just they're just good. So I mean, I, Krachikova won singles major, six doubles majors, Olympic gold, three in mix. Is that? Close to Hall of Fame credentials, maybe? I'm not so good with the credentials. Sounds good to me, though. You're good with creating the credentials <laughs> no, for yourself, maybe not evaluating so. them with others. Andy, would that get her in? I would think, bro. I, I don't know. Uh, you, you'd have to run the comps uh, on, on the doubles comps. I think uh, she'd probably have to create a little more volume uh, on the single side. But listen, what's not debatable is they move better than any team I've seen in the last 10 years together. It's it's, it's like they fit together. They, they remind me of Bob and Mike a little bit where they're always in the right place. They read off of each other well. They've been playing together since juniors, and it shows. Uh, they're as dominant as Sviatek is in singles, uh, no doubt.
good women's doubles knowledge Look from Andy go. Roddick Excuse on the show. Excuse me. Give you the highlight next I'll time. I'll just back away. All right, let's uh, <laughs> shift to best of the best. We had so much good stuff this week that we broke it down into two installments. First, we're going to do the fellas in Paris. These are the best plays of the week, shots of the week, as compiled by our Tennis Channel staff, starting with number five. And we got to give one to Gilles Simone, Andy, in the last match of his career on Thursday against Felix. And this was really fun. This is kind of Vincent Simone just kind of making something out of nothing. And Gilles give him a thrill one last time. What a get. What control of the racket face. And you see it here again. Not even looking at the ball, but to control that racket head, play up the line. Even Felix was kind of happy for him. <laughs> All right, here's number four. Taylor Fritz in the far court here against Davidovich Fokina. Lindsay. I haven't seen see? these, Brett. You Go have. to Andy. I had you taking number three well, and number two. I'm going to the meeting well, next I'll jump, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in here. Taylor with some reflexes. Good shot. On to Lindsay at number three. She's going to dominate this next one. I can feel it in my bones. All right. Let's go to number three. Lindsay Adlib at Rafa in the loss to Tommy Paul. But he gave us this. Let's see. <laughs> oh, that's Rafa. See, that's how you ad lib a highlight that you've never seen. Oh, you could I hope we see more of these from Turin. Come on, Rafi. We want him back 100%. What were the odds it was going to be a forehand with Rafa? Number two, same match, but this is Tommy Paul with the passing shots. Yeah, and he, and he had a bunch of these. He had a bender off the backhand side earlier in this match, and you see him just take off. And this is a Rafa bender here. He, he's the master of this shot. So much torque up the line. There's nothing you can do. Uh, as Rafa might say, thank you very much. Oh, that's the back, and we got him the same highlight. I called the back end one. We showed him the same one. Bonus coverage. There we go, right here on TC Live. One-handed, by the way, because okay. two-handed is just too easy. Andy, we did this one earlier in the week. We know this one over the shoulder here. Yeah, this was, uh, if there had been any other one chosen, it would have been a crime. Uh, we would have had to commit <laughs> to jail time. But Fabio Fognini, always exciting. Lost to Nils for, uh, in the last round of qualities. Got him in the main draw. But the one-two bunch, that was the most ridiculous shot. This was something we'll see four times a week. But then, obviously, someone was heckling him, and he made fun of him after he hit that <laughs> shot. No problem. Can you do that Rafa impression one more time for us? Thank you very much. Is that, is that Rafa or is that Andy Kaufman on Taxi back in the day? Here's your SAP tournament <laughs> summary. That's a, a obscure reference for people younger than 45. Runa upsets Djokovic for his fifth straight top 10 win. Alcaraz pulled the oblique. In fact, he tore it. He's going to be out six weeks, so no ATP finals, no Davis Cup finals. And Caroline Garcia on the short turn beats Sakari to get to the final in Fort Worth. Still more to come on the program. Best of the best on the women's side of things. I'm pretty sure Lindsay has seen all five of these and live tennis at the top of the hour to make, to make the final tomorrow, the world number one against Sabalenka. Can you tell it's the end of the week? All right, time for the social net on this Sunday. And we start with a big congrats to the U.S. Junior Billie Jean King Cup team that just captured the title today against the Czechs. And after uh, Clervy Donovey finished it off right here, the team got together and they got a big Skype call from the one captain they all want to play for down the road, and that's Kathy Rinaldi. Congratulations, girls, from one Billie Jean Cup team to another. And I just want you to know that Taylor Townsend here was on my junior <laughs> Billie Jean King Cup team. 
And we, uh, yes, yes. And we won the title as well. So ages ago. Yeah. So back when the dinosaurs walked the earth. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she doesn't know what she's in for. <laughs> you guys both played that competition, we did. right? I played back, I think, in '91. What about you, Andy? Uh, I think it was 1998, and I'll tell you one thing. Our team did not win it. We did not come close to winning it. We were not nearly as good as these young women who were victorious today. Congratulations. Way to make us all proud. So good. And let's give a shout-out to the boys who lost in the final to Brazil. They did excellent also on red clay. But look out for some of these players. Clervy, there's also Eva Jovich. These guys are so, and girls are so good. So future's good for the U.S. And to get a, a Skype call from the team room in Glasgow where they're getting ready so for cool. the, the adults yeah. Billie Jean King Cup finals. Very nice stuff. Let's move on to the WTA 125 event in Midland, Michigan. And American Katie McNally wins the title today against Annalena Friedson. And that does a little shake-up, Lindsay, in terms of the field for Australia. Well, so much good news on the American front. We all love Katie McNally so much. And by winning the Midland title, she will break into the top 100 in singles. Just a phenomenal achievement for her. And maybe that gets her into the Aussie Open main draw directly. So then that wild card that she has already earned, no matter what, if she needs it, maybe that can go to Taylor Townsend or someone else. We get more American women in that draw. But a lot of hard work for Katie these last few months. She has grinded over there in Europe and now in the States. And her ranking to prove it now in the top 100. And if Taylor decides to use her protected ranking from her maternity leave, then we believe it would go to Alicia Parks, who is fourth in line for the wild card. Way to go, Katie McNally. Now on the guys' side of the minor leagues, the rapid rise of Ben Shelton continues winning the challenger today in Charlottesville, Virginia. Andy, he's the NCAA champion. He's now a challenger champion. Yeah, I was lucky enough to have dinner with Ben. Uh, one of my old coaches, Dean Goldfine, is working with Ben along with his father, Brian. I actually took Dean away from this victory run to have him in Austin with me the last couple of days. So thank you, Ben, for not making me too, feel too guilty. But this guy can serve bombs. The kick serve, ha I mean, it just goes up and away. A lot of raw athleticism putting the pieces together. I love this momentum for Ben going into the next year. He's a big hope for us. Big, big, big. That's a good trivia question on the screen right now. He's the fifth guy to win the NCAA title and a challenger title in the same year. If you guys can name any of the other four. I'm out. <laughs> Andy, four other guys. Uh, Somdev Devarman. That's uh, one. Cecil Mamet. Um, uh, Alex Kim. Um... Uh, You're just naming NC2A champion. That's, but that's not a bad way okay. to go. Yeah, well, that's a good way to go and hoping. What do you have? You got one. DeVarman was one UVA. You missed Stevie Johnson. That was the easy one. Yep. Uh, uh, that was an easy one. Your friend Alex O'Brien at Stanford. And Michael Pernfors, the Georgia Bulldog back, back in the 80s, the other four. Let's move on to... Uh, Monica Puig, the gold medalist from the Olympics, retired from tennis this year, but she's taken up running, and she finished her first marathon today. Yeah, a really heartbreaking end to her tennis career. She had so many shoulder surgeries. She tried to play earlier this season and just couldn't do it. Hurt her shoulder for a final time to take the racket out of her hand, but put all her energies into running. She finished the New York City Marathon today, so congratulations to her. Oh, and by the way, she's also getting married this week, later this week. So what an amazing time of her life. So good luck to her, but mostly congratulations. That's awesome. Here, here. And our last piece of social media business is going back to the uh, Ricky Gervais quandary that was thrown out there yesterday. The whole tennis world was responding to it, but Andy wasn't here. So, Andy, we've got to throw this out to you. Gervais asked the question, if you had to lose one of, I'm sorry, if you had to lose three of the following things, free speech, TV, smartphones, grandparents, alcohol, pets, shoes, 
medicine, cars, or your hearing, let's go, A-Rod. Which three would you choose to lose? Well, without feeling too tragic on this, uh, I don't have any grandparents left, so that's already gone. That's <laughs> going to be one. TV uh, would probably be another. I, maybe I could cheat it through streaming on my laptop. We all said that, uh, yeah. Something like that. Uh, once we got, I, I, uh, I, I feel like I need shoes. What were the other ones, Brett? I can't see them. Uh, free speech, smartphone, alcohol. I don't think you're giving He's up alcohol, giving up are alcohol. you? We know that. I mean, I guess if I had to, I, listen, I, as, as much as I like to drink, as you guys have so quickly referenced there, Lindsay, I appreciate you. Uh, given the choice between booze and free speech, I'm giving up booze. I mean, it's pretty straightforward there. As he wears a Sweetens Cove hat on his exactly. very head at this moment, he ain't giving up booze. Uh, free advertising right there. Can't advertise alcohol on television, they say. I disagree. Um, you can uh, ask Ricky Gervais if it means just Andy's grandparents or all grandparents in the whole world, I think. We need a clarification. All, Still more to come all, on the show. All. I, 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 if it's all grandparents, you might no. choose differently. We've got to do the top five. Well, yeah, best I, of the best. I keep 20% of the population, of course. From come the on, women, Ricky. that's very big of you, Andy. Come on. Back on TC Live, just moments away from our second semifinal in Fort Worth, world number one, Iga Sviantek, world number seven, Arena Sabalenka. Players should be walking in just a couple of moments. Which brings us to part two of Best of the Best for this week. Best five points from the women in Fort Worth. Lindsay, we'd like you to take numbers five, three, and one. Number I'm ready. Okay. No, I saw all these. You did. I saw all these. I didn't see the men. All right, Sviantek is number five. Take it. Okay, Iga hits a lot of winners, Brett. Let's see how she builds this point. And she curls that passing The speed, not only get out of the backhand corner, get to this and curl it around, although Garcia kind of went the wrong way, but we won't talk about that. All right, that was against Garcia. Will we see that matchup again tomorrow? Number four, Andy Ons Jabur against Sabalenka. And she has Sabalenka on a string. Always fun. Master of the confuse and conquer method. Ons Jabor will pull a drop shot from anywhere and just says, we're going to take it back to 12 and unders. I'm going to go with the old drop shot lobber combo. Number three, Dasha Kazakina last night against Garcia Lindsay. And the ending was even better. Hits this spectacular pass. I'm right next. Whoops. Well, we'll wait till she gets over there. Hits a great passing shot, and she finds herself right next to her coach. Andy did that once with the U.S. Open. He gave everybody high five in the stands. That guy does look like Federer, doesn't he? Number two from the doubles bottom of your screen. Keep an eye on Krachikova with that little cross pass. Oh, string, but look at the movement here. They cover each other. Krachikova says, and by the way, you don't hit many angles and doubles that land inside the single sideline and clear the next person by six feet. Here's number one, Garcia, last night. Well, she had a bunch of hot shots, and she also had some today, but her movement has been so great. Was able to track down this drop shot and still control it cross court. But she talked today how a year ago she felt like she was close to retiring, and now nowhere near it. Her body and her training has been the reason she says oh, she, why she's doing so well. She's so fast and she's so fit now. What a difference uh, 12 months has made for her. All right, we'll see who she plays in the final coming up with our second semi in a few moments. Before we go, let's take a look at that match. It is Sviantek against Sabalenka. We've talked about how flawless Iga has been surrendering just 13 games in her three-round robin matches. That's very close to the, the record that was set by Justine Enna, who surrendered just 11 games back in 2007. 
when she played in these championships. So, Andy, if someone is going to beat Fiontech and that someone is Sabalenka, how's she going to do it? I, if I'm Sabalenka's coach, I'm saying you're one of the you're the only person in this tournament that has a big enough game to really bother Iga. I don't know if that's that's what I would say if I was the coach. I don't know if I would actually believe it. Shviatek has entered the realm of the greats, right? When I would go up against the best of all time and they were playing really well, I felt like I had to execute almost to perfection and I needed a little help from them. And that's where I feel like Shviatek is right now. She is forcing the issue. She puts so much pressure on those critical moments because you just know that you might not get them often enough to create any sort of space against her. She's entered a different level this year, and she's far and away the best in the world. I think Sabalenka has to play great, and I think Iga, yeah, she needs to hope for Iga to maybe have a little bit of an off day. Yeah, it's such a great feeling, I would imagine, for Svantec to know that if someone's going to beat you, they feel like they have to redline it. And that's exactly what yep. Sabalenka has to do. Big serving. She's got to hope that her serve is near 100%. No issues. Go for big first. Go for huge body second serve. Anything she has time on, it's rip. Try and take the, the racket out of Shriantek's hand. It's not easy. She can play the game that can do that, but she's got to be perfect with it. All right, the players are about to walk. It'll be Shviantek and Sabalenka. There goes Arena. Kind of a year of mixed results for her. Had those catastrophic double fault problems at the beginning of the year, but settled down enough to make the field of the top eight. No one has been more settled than this woman who's walking now. Kind of backed into the number one ranking when Ash Barty retired, but man, as she settled into it nicely, eight titles this year, 67 match wins, and of course a major as well. Lindsay and Pam Shriver will have the call for us live on Tennis Channel, semifinal number two next.